Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 205, which we are recording on Wednesday, October 30th, 2019. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And tomorrow is Halloween. And Boo Kitty just walked by. And left. And and went promptly (laughs) right out the door. Yes. And he was joined your family how many years ago near Halloween? I think we figured it was seven, which is shocking. Wow. I don't know if that, maybe it was five. Or six, because I think you got Boo before we got Lucy. Yeah. So Boo has been a part of our podcast since almost the beginning. Since the beginning, yeah. yeah. It was right after we started podcasting. I remember I shared that I got a kitten. (laughs) (laughs) So on to knitting, what are you wearing? I am going to talk about something that I wore this week, which was my, my Divi Poncho. I wore that actually during the heat wave because <laughs> I was chilly in an air-conditioned room. Yes, <laughs> so, it got chilly in there. It got really chilly, and I had just brought that along with me just in case, and I was ever so glad that mm-hmm. I had it with me because at some point I started to shiver. Now, the Divi Poncho is a pattern by Jumper Cables, and I knit mine in three different colors of the Holstgarn Coast. A silver gray, a dark gray, and a purple. That's called Wisteria. And I knit the body, the biggest portion of the poncho, in the light silver gray. And then I had the purple and the dark gray at the edges. It was a really easy sweater slash poncho just to throw over when I was chilly and it works and I'm very happy that I pulled it out and got a chance to wear it because it's one of those pieces that I often say I wish I wore that why don't I wear it more often so yeah I'm gonna bring my Viajant my newer one my burgundy one to London with me next week oh good I think it will be a very versatile layer of warmth to yes. have there because yes. there will be a lot of indoor meetings and they have scheduled us get this it's supposed to be raining all next week when i'm in london and they have scheduled for one of our activities in the evening a two-hour bus tour on an open-topped bus oh from six to eight at night in the rain and cold oh wow <laughs> well if it's raining, I guess you don't have to go. Uh, see. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Unless there's room for everybody inside. I hope so. I still don't know how pleasant that will be. So. Not very. Yeah. <laughs> so how about you, Gail? What are you wearing? Today I'm wearing bad mood clothes. It's been a <laughs> bad week, so wearing pouting clothes. But this morning I went on a run and it was so chilly out that I wore my flamingo mitts, which I knit back in June of 2014. It's a pattern by Spilly Jane. And if you've never seen her patterns, she has the most adorable colorwork fingerless mitten patterns and mitten patterns. So full hand and fingerless. And this particular pair, as the name implies, is flamingos. And it's just a really fun little pair of mitts. And after Charlene on our last episode mentioned keeping her hands warm helps with her hand pain, I thought, hmm, chilly morning, I'm going to wear my mitts while I run. And I was very glad that I did. Yay. So I keep a pair of mitts and a hat in my glove box in my car 
just for those occasions where I need them at the last minute. And I was very glad they were there. Excellent. So those are the Flamingo Mitts by Spilly Jane. What have you been stocking recently? Well, since we are recording a little bit early because of Gail's travels, I only have one thing that I'm stocking this week. And it's an adorable hat called the Pusheen Hat. I saw that. I thought of you <laughs> <And> immediately. <laughs> it's a pattern by Sheila Toy Stromberg. And for those of you that don't know who Pusheen is, Pusheen is an online cartoon cat that has become popular. I believe the comics have only been spread through social media online. I don't know if there are printed pushing cartoons but or comics I should say but the cat it's a cat also I should mention it's a gray cat that's very round of body and little legs and has just like I said spread through social media so the pushing hat has the face of the gray cat and black lines, stripes, kind of, that Pusheen has. It's a pretty simple face. But for those of you that are familiar with Pusheen, you look at the hat and you know it's the Pusheen character. It's very iconic. And the hat itself is knit in a DK weight yarn and has the face embroidered onto the hat. It's super cute, and I want to make one just because it's cute. <laughs> now, are those ears knit on after? Or? You know, I haven't looked at the pattern. Because it has little kitty ears. Because all it says is that the ears are worked with a few short rows. But I cannot tell if the ears are knit and then sewn on. Or knit on to the hat itself. So that was something that I'll have to check out in the pattern. So again, that is the Pusheen Hat by Sheila Toy Stromberg. What are you stocking, Gail? Maybe more than I am. I do have (laughs) a few more items than that, but I do want to apologize also. It's been very smoky here. There have been some wildfires and it's affecting my voice and my ability to breathe. So if we sound strange and kind of froggy. Scratchy. Yeah, it's the smoke we're enduring. But what am I stalking? So a new sweater that just crossed my path today. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. It's spelled S-O-D-E. So I'm going to guess sewed. It's by Hiroko Payne, who is also known as the Heart and the Crow. It's from the Lane Magazine, issue number six. And it's a really beautiful, cabalicious open front cardigan. It's knit in Aran weight yarn and it's saddle shoulder construction, which the pictures didn't make that super clear when I was looking at them, but lots of positivities, open front, just beautiful cables. It has a really interesting kind of triangle cable effect in the back bottom of the sweater. Just really, really pretty if you're interested in things that are very cabalicious and, <laughs> you know, it obviously would take some brain power to knit this one. I think it has a shawl collar too, if I'm it's not very mistaken. Pretty. It's kind of a work of art sweater, actually. We don't really have too much occasion to wear sweaters that are that 
thick because with air and weight and all the cables, that's going to be a lot of yarn that you use. So it's going to result in a really heavy, warm sweater. It would be a type of sweater that we would wear here as a coat. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Which as an open front kind of doesn't make as much sense, but it's just a beautiful sweater. I really think it's pretty. And the second sweater that I came across is Ambient by Aerie, who is Aerie TML. And I actually thought you might have stocked this, but I don't think you have. I don't think so. The name doesn't sound familiar to me. And I don't remember us looking at it together, but it is a beautiful pullover, knit in fingering weight with a circular yoke construction. And she actually uses linen stitch for the yoke, the hem, and the cuffs. And you can use two colors held together to give that linen stitch even more texture to it. It's just a very simple yet pretty design with that linen stitch component to it. So that is Ambient by Aerie. And, oh, speaking of Aerie, I swatched for the olive leaf cardigan finally, which is the sweater of hers I really want to knit. And I swatched for it and my swatch ended up being too tight of a gauge. So I have to swatch for that again, but that's something I'd like to cast on soon because I want that gray boxy-ish sweater in my wardrobe, which mm-hmm. I don't have right now. So that was also an airy, airy design. And then about a week or so ago, Stephen West had a big sale because it was his birthday. And I purchased two of his shawl patterns that I've been looking at for a long time. The first one is Dotted Rays, and this is a pattern that our friend Carol, Love Pie, has knit at least two or three yeah, times. She yes. really likes it. And I've always admired her Dotted Rays shawls. It's a crescent-shaped shawl, and he has different variations of it. Some are fades in different colors. Some are different. I can't think of what they are right now, but I think he has three different versions of the pattern. And the one I purchased was the fade version, And it comes with an optional border. So you can either do it all as a fade and there are eyelets, I think, between the different colors maybe and it's short row construction. Very pretty garter stitch, just lovely blank canvas kind of. You could do any colors you wanted. But if you choose, you can do this different border that's a chevron. So some of the shawls are very wild with lots of colors and contrasting chevron borders and some are much more sedate or neutrals that you know blend into each other without the border it's as is typical with Stephen West there is a lot of variety in the finished objects for the shawl and the second one I really liked actually crossed my radar many years ago one of our listeners Donna she knit this either for a knit along or for a friend or it could have been in it along that she gave to a friend. It's called the boardwalk shawl. And this one is super interesting because it's bottom up and you start with trapezoid shapes that he said you add stitches to as you go. You increase to get this really big border, a jagged border. And then you pick up stitches inside the border to knit a stockinette and garter stitch striped shawl. So you have this really cool trapezoidal border border filled in with stripes. And the one he has on his pattern page is a very, very vivid yellow and white striped version. And it's beautiful. And I just always thought it was a really pretty striking shawl. So when he had a sale, I purchased Dotted Rays, The Fade, and Boardwalk. So I'm looking for it. They're both really big shawls. So they'd be an investment, but 
things that are just really pretty and fun to knit, I think, and soothing to knit. Yes. Maybe not boardwalk <laughs> so much with the trapezoidal shapes and all, but I'm still looking but forward to it. But dotted for sure. Yeah. Very soothing and relaxing, yeah. I think. Especially if you have just the right colors that appeal to you. <laughs> you know how those fades can go. So that's what I'm stocking. We would like to thank Plum Deluxe for being our sponsor this month. Tea season is here. Treat yourself to the dazzling aromas of Plum Deluxe hand-blended loose leaf teas, cute holiday accessories, and fresh festive flavors like candy cane and spiced cranberry are now available. Tea also makes a fantastic stocking stuffer or gift. Visit PlumDeluxe.com and fill your teacup today. I was just telling Gail that I have so many envelopes in my tea drawer of tiny little amounts of Plum Deluxe teas and all these different flavors that I need to start making that last cup of each flavor yeah. and use them up so that I can place another order. Yeah, when you said candy cane, my mouth started watering. Yes. Oh my goodness, yes. the peppermint tea sounds so good it right really now. Does. It's it gonna really does. It's going to be that does. season very, very soon. And I know we need more ginger tea because I always... Whoever has a tummy ailment in the house always gets ginger tea. So I know I need more ginger tea. So I'm, I'm starting a list. Yes, <laughs> it's that season. All right, what are you knitting? I am knitting in my hands right now my Jessica Jones cowl. It's a pattern by Smanay Knit in Linen Stitch that I am knitting, knitting. I am knitting this pattern for the third time, I believe. And it's... An easy, soothing pattern that is just linen stitch. I don't have to use a pattern. I don't have to use stitch markers. It's just knit, slip, knit, slip continuously all the way around. Don't have to worry about a beginning or an end. It's just continuous. As long as you keep an eye and don't miss one and get off. (laughs) Don't get off pattern. Yes. So Jessica Jones cow. The second thing I am knitting once again is my Storm Shawl by Hohi Locatelli. This is a newish, what she calls a one skein wonder pattern. And I am using my Dragonfly Fibers Pixies, Pixie yarn, which is one of my favorite single ply yarns for shawls. The color I am using is the Hugay colorway which is silver and gold. <laughs> stuck in my head again. Silver and gold will be perfect for the holiday season if I can finish this one. I keep putting it down to work on other things, including the sweater that I may have finished. <laughs> <laughs> and I was totally enamored of working on another project and so I put it down but I'm going to pick that one up again this week and get going on it and see how far I can get before I cast on my next sweater. How about you Gail? What are you knitting? I in my hands right now have a brand new cast on. I was at that spot in my knitting with all my other projects that they weren't going to be easy podcast knitting so I was sitting there at home putting my show notes together, thinking, what am I going to knit while we're recording? What am I going to do? So I grabbed yarn, needle, and pattern out of my go bag for London for the Dragon Pox Beanie. Now this, when I talked about hats on our last episode, free hat patterns, this was not one that I listed, but it is a free hat pattern. 
Anna Lena Jager. And this has been in my queue for about two years. It's a DK weight, simple looking beanie. And it was like her tribute, I think she said, to the Hermione Everyday Sock. So Mm. this is a ribbed brim, and then it's the Hermione Everyday Sock texture in the hat. And her sample is a speckled yarn. So it looks really, really cute in the speckled yarn. So what I did is I went through my fingering weight leftovers and grabbed two skeins or enough, you know, two different colors to knit together. And one is purple. It's a deep royal purple. It was a space cadet yarn. And the other is Miss Babs Katahdin, which I think is a BFL lace weight that I used to knit my first Viajant. And this one is called Purple Rain. And it's a gray tonal with purple tonal and blue tonal in it. So those held together, I hope, will give a good fabric for this dragon pox beanie. And it's a super simple knit so far. Well, I've just cast it on, so I'm only on the <laughs> knitting or the ribbing, but it looks like a simple pattern. So dragon pox beanie is the first thing I'm working on. The second thing I'm working on is another hat that I talked about on the last episode called the June hat by Megan Kelly. And it's from the Year of Hats from Kelborn Woolens, all oh, free patterns. the ones you stocked just exactly. last episode. Yep. I went into my hat yarn stash and pulled out a skein, a partial skein of Cascade 220 worsted in a pink. It's a superwash. And then some remainders of a Plymouth superwash merino worsted in black that I used to knit a sweater for my father a few years back. So it's going to be a nice contrast of this beautiful pink and black. And the June hat is the one that's striped. So it's a very short ribbed brim that goes into stripes. And then there's a slip stitch every like 12th stitch or something. So you get stripes of pink and black and then carried up the hat will be slip stitches of pink. So it's going to be really bold in the colors. I'm going to love the color contrast. I know it. But the problem is the hat I'm knitting right now, DK weight, you cast on 96 stitches. For the June hat, which is knit for worsted weight, you only cast on 88 stitches. And I finished the ribbing last night and it just seems so small in diameter. Hmm. And so I was looking at it thinking, maybe I should cast on more stitches. But then I thought, it's a charity hat, and there are lots of different size somebody. heads. Exactly, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to keep going with that and not worry about ripping it out and casting on with more stitches. But if you plan to knit the June hat, consider casting on more stitches mm-hmm. than the pattern calls for, keeping the pattern for the slip stitches and stuff in mind so that you cast on the right the right number per- of stitches yeah, for it's, the I think repeat. It's, I think it's 12 stitch repeat is what I'm guessing. So if I knit it again, I'll cast on 100 instead of 88, if that's what it was. Mm. So that's the June hat that I'm working on. And I'm still working on my Blue Sand Cardi by La Maison Riel. And that one, I haven't worked on it since we last recorded. And I picked it up last night. And I only have two rows to go until I separate for sleeves. And when I separate for sleeves, I'll switch to my third color. So last night... My third color of yarn was in my bedroom where my husband was sleeping, so I couldn't get to it. So I decided, okay, I don't want to knit on that tonight because then I'll have to stop and forget where I am again. So I'm going to pick that up 
again tonight and get working on that because that will be my plain knitting, most of my plain knitting for the trip to London because it will be pretty much back and forth stuck in it. Mm -hmm. So I think that'll be very simple to knit on plain and not have to uh, keep track of too many balls of yarn or anything. Yes. <laughs> so that's the Blue Sand Cardi by Le Maison Rieu. All right, I know you have a big finish. I do have a big finish. I believe it was just last episode. You, it was. When I was stocking the cedar pullover, I cast it on right away. And I have finished it. <laughs> I'm actually wearing it right it's now really as we speak. The cedar pullover is a circular yoke pullover pattern designed by Ho Hohi Locatelli. It is knit in the round, top down. So you start at the neck, you cast on the ribbed neck, you knit down, you knit the circular yoke, increasing, increasing on a few rows. And there, I think every 12 or 16 rows, I can't remember which, there's a row with a little bit of texture, which stands out as a little textural stripe. And you separate for the sleeves, and then you knit down your sleeves or down your body, whichever order. You just have to do all three <laughs> <laughs> to whatever length you choose. And in the pattern, it is finished off on the body with a lace pattern, which I did not do on my sweater. I knew that I had limited yarn with the yarn that I wanted to use so I had to make it work and my sweater is probably not quite as long as the sample that Hohe made it's a little bit short it's going to be a layering sweater that I wear with a t-shirt hanging out on the bottom hem and she I has a t-shirt artfully displayed Beneath the sweater. Do I? There you out. go. <laughs> you said hanging out. That was I know. I was laughing. trying to think. Layered. There That's you go. the word. That it looks I'm very, for. very cute. You it's layer perfect... it over a, a longer t-shirt, and it's the perfect length for that. I think oh, good. It's very cute. Good. And I made my sleeves also three quarter, which are a little bit shorter than Hohe's sample. But again, I worked with the yarn that I had. I used two strands of the whole Scarn Coast. Hohe knit her sample all in linen, the Shibui linen yarn, two strands together. So I also used two strands on mine, but the yarn that I used is part wool and part cotton. So it doesn't drape the in the same way, but I'm quite pleased with the results anyway. It worked for me. I used a similar... Well, I used two strands of Holskarn. One was Tides and one was Coast on my Calyx sweater previously. And I really liked how that turned out. And I didn't have that same combo on hand. So I just decided to use what I had from my stash because really I wanted pretty. to use stash. So I only had two balls of the purple color. The two colors that I used together are a really pale lavender and a light gray. So they look really good together. The sweater kind of reads as, I don't know, does it read more as a lavender or as a gray? It depends on the lighting because <laughs> I can see it as both. I yeah. think in this light, it looks to me more like a light lavender. Okay. 
Okay. A gray-leaning light lavender. Yeah. Yeah. Which, for me, it fine. Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. It has a really pretty marled effect. Yeah, it. it does. And I knew that I was going to run short on the lavender color because I didn't have quite enough of it. But I figured... I was going to make it work. And I, I did make it work. Just at the very bottom of the body of the sweater, I ended having to alternate rows between the blend of the two colors and two strands of the gray. And you really can't even no, tell. No, you can't tell. No, you really can't. I was closely examining her because when I saw her on Sunday, she was worried she was going to have to do all gray. Yeah. The bottom. So I was sitting yeah. here with the kind of shadowy light thinking that doesn't look all gray to me. So yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have known if you hadn't told me. That and if it had turned alternated. out still too short, I was going to add a solid gray border on the bottom, but I thought the length turned out fine. Yeah, it's great. So I'm going to go with it. Woo-hoo. I blocked it yesterday and I'm trying it today. And I, so far the length is working for me. So I think it's probably just going to stay like this. And yay for stash busting those weird stash quantities. Stash busting that weird quantities. Around. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's exactly it. I had originally bought the two skeins to do a striped sweater. And I ran out of steam on the striped sweater. And I'm sure I could have found another striped sweater to do it. For example, Hohe's super simple summer mm-hmm. sweater. I could have done it on that, but it's this now. <laughs> it's great, too. I and it, it works. Yeah, it was a good combo of colors. It's a very you sweater. It, the color-wise, it is. Yes, it is. And I think that if I made this sweater again, I would like to try making it a little bit larger so that I could achieve more of an oversized fit like the sample that how he made but this isn't that this is something that i will wear with jeans all the time Mm -hmm. so i'm very pleased so that's the cedar pullover by hohi locatelli and that's the only thing i've finished have you finished anything i've finished two things so i did cast on one of the hats that i talked about in the last episode the angel hat by Kay jones and i had some worsted weight it might have even been Aaron Waite stash hat yarn, and it was kind of a marled light blue that kind of had hue shifts in it. Hard to explain. So it gives kind of a, not color block really, but an interesting effect. And it was a great pattern, ribbed brim, and then you go into a three row repeat pattern that gives you some nice texture, really great decreases in the crown, and it's just a really cute hat. So that one knit up very quickly. That's the Angel Hat by Kay Jones, free pattern. And because it's knit in worsted or Aran weight, it goes really quickly. I mean, I knit it up very quickly. And I've also finished my Slow Curve Shawl, also a pattern by Hohi Locatelli. Today's program brought to you by (laughs) Hohi Locatelli. And this one, I was knitting wildly our last episode, and it's a departure from my normal colors and i love it it is so pretty beautiful it starts at the top it's a top-down shawl and i started with navy blue solid navy blue and it's a four color shawl and the top blends into my second colorway which is a jen sheelan fuzzy 
feet softly yarn, something like that, <laughs> in the Claire colorway, which is navy and brown and burgundy and little bits of tealish color. The navy blends into that color very well. It looks very pretty. And then the third color is a cream kind of background with lots of gold and then specks of pink and purple. And that blends really well with the Claire. And then the last color is Tupelo Honey by Magpie Fibers in their Swanky Sock Base. So it starts navy, goes into a navy blend, and then goes into a gold blend, and then a gold solid at the end. And I need to block it today because I'm going to add fringe. So the shawl pattern ends with a pico bind off. And instead I did one row of, I think I did knit 10, yarn over, knit two together to give myself holes for the tassels to go into. And then I just bound off with a loose stretchy bind off. I didn't do the picots because the fringe would make the picots right. unnecessary. Right. And the shawl construction, it's a giant crescent shaped shawl. It's beautiful. I, it used probably, a, it used a full skein of the third color, half a skein of the fourth color, almost a full skein of the second and not very much of the first. So you won't need a full skein of three of the four colors. One, one skein I used every last bit. I had to supplement with another similar color. But the way you knit this, I don't know if you remember, Charlene, when we stocked it, we were talking about how people had said on one side of the shawl you had the colors by themselves. And on the other side oh, of the shawl, yes. you had the blended colors. That's right. So how Hohe did this was a brilliant way of doing short rows so that on the right side, you start blending one color and on the wrong side, you start blending another. So on one side of the shawl, you have all of the blends or fades. And on the other side of the shawl, it's the solids. And mine's speckled, so it's not as easy to see that. But these are just the individual colors without stripes. And on this side, you can see the stripes. I see. So I we always wondered how, yes. you know, how, how did that, that work? <laughs> now I understand how it works. So I'm very, very happy with the shawl. It's all garter, so it's going to be super, super cozy to wear. It's pretty darn big, so it'll wrap a couple times. And I can't wait to put on the fringe. Yeah. I actually asked Max and Mike to help me with my math this morning. I weighed the remainder of the yarns, and then I have a fourth yarn I want to put into the fringe. And I was trying to determine if I had enough for my 46 yarn overs where I'm going to put a, a piece of fringe into each of those 46 spots. And I wanted to make sure I had enough of the gold to do that. Mm -hmm. And so did a little bit of math, and I'm going to have way more than enough for oh, the fringe. Good. So I was very happy to Yay. hear that. So I can't wait to do finished object pictures. I'm trying to get it done before I go to London and bring it to London and wear it there. Yay. So that's Slow Curves by Hohi Locatelli. So today we want to talk about something that has been brewing for a while. I have had a lot of listeners ask me about this specific subject, and it has we have had some discussion in our group on Ravelry in the group threads, discussion threads about it. And today we want to talk about knitting on a budget and how that is possible and some ideas about managing that. I always shop 
pretty much with my bottom line in consideration. Always, always, always. Not just for yarn, pretty much for everything. There's a certain price range that I don't like to go into for most things. And often, even if I'm splurging, there's still a level that I don't want to go into. I'm always thinking about the bottom line and that consideration of how much I'm spending. I think a lot of it comes from having the, well, the way I grew up, number one, I grew up with parents who were very frugal. We didn't have a lot of money. My mom grew up on an island. If you've ever been from an island or been visiting at on an island, you see how people on who grow up on islands and live on islands save everything. They use everything. They're very frugal people because on an island you don't have places for dumps and that kind of thing. So people on islands are very frugal. They reuse things. And so I grew up with that mentality very much so. I also went through a period where there was no money for yarn. I went through a period where my husband was laid off. I was laid off. I remember there were many years where I would go to Stitches but I would only allow myself to pick out one skein of yarn. (laughs) And that was it. That was, that was my budget. I went and I picked out one thing and that was my treat and it worked for me. And I was able to stay on budget, stay on task and still enjoy the event and go with friends and have a good time. And for me, it was fine. That was enough. And the reason that I'm sharing this is to show that throughout your crafting lifetime, I guess, if you want to call it, if you're a crafter for several years, you probably will, just like your crafting desires are going to change up and down, probably your budget for crafting is going to go up and down. There are all kinds of circumstances that can change things, of course. You know, if you're a student or if you have a full-time job, if you have kids that need, have other needs, if you, or if you're living on a fixed income, any or all of those things can apply. And we have probably all experienced it. Your crafting budget changes over the years. So just to put it out there, this is kind of an awkward topic because everybody's price points are different. And I've been very fortunate because over the last 10 years or so, I have had enough disposable income to indulge in yarn purchases. And I've tried very hard not to feel guilty about that because I know not everybody can do that. But I also know that I plan to retire early and I want to have yarn to knit with. And I know I won't, I will be living on a fixed budget at that point. So this is kind of my retirement yarn bank account. (laughs) So I've decided not to feel guilty about it because Mm -hmm. of that. I know that there will come a point where I can't buy as much yarn as I might want. And look, I can walk into my closet and pull out some skeins to knit with. But I think also a lot of us start crafting from a point where you don't necessarily know that there are luxury yarns and things like that. So your box store yarns, things like that are very, very affordable 
when you're first starting out or when you don't have as much money to spend. And there are, I think even most local yarn stores always have some type of structure where you have the less expensive yarns, a mid-priced yarn probably, and then more expensive yarns. I know at our local yarn store, we have Encore, Plymouth Encore, Mm -hmm. right? Which is Mm -hmm. a very affordable wool blend that can be used for everything from blankets to baby knits. It can be used for everything, but it's a really affordable yarn where you still have a really high wool content versus acrylic. So there are things like that. And then the hat that one of the hats I started, the June hat, is Cascade 220 and Plymouth Galway Worsted, which are both mid-range yarns. So that I would say they're somewhere between eight to ten dollars a skein now, currently, but you can also shop sales. So online sales, local yarn stores often have sales, and Ravelry D stashes, eBay. If you're an eBay shopper, I've purchased yarn on eBay before and and found good deals that way. There are ways to find yarn out there where it's not as expensive. Sometimes if you're at a thrift store, sometimes they have yarn that Mm, is really mm -hmm. nice. I know a lot of people who have just stumbled into like a bag of luxury yarn that somebody was getting rid of. You just never know. So keeping your eyes open in all sorts of places like that, you can get good deals on really nice yarn. So, and if you're on a budget, don't worry about building your stash. If you already have a stash, now is the time to use your stash. If your finances have changed to the point where you aren't able to purchase as much yarn, that's what stash is for. Exactly. If you have it, because everything, like I said, it goes up and down. So use your stash or stash, (laughs) or add to your stash is what I'm trying to say. If you're a new knitter without a stash, try different yarns, different bases. Just don't worry about acquiring. Just purchase yarn as you need it, and don't worry about stashing. Not everybody is constantly building their stash. In fact, that the whole Marie Kondo trend has caused a lot of knitters to think about their stash in terms of using it or giving away what they don't use. And that that kind of started and got the whole ball rolling on the Love Your Stash threads that our moderator Robbie has started in our Ravelry group. And that's all about using what you have not buying new yarn, and being happy with your stash. And lightening the load if there are yarns that you bought at a different point in life where you like different fibers or different colors or whatever the case may be that are still lurking around in your stash but aren't bringing you joy, maybe it's time to let some of those yarns go while still enjoying everything that you have so that your yarn isn't making you feel guilty or feeling heavy or anything like that. Right. It's a, it's a really nice feeling to be able to knit from stash, but it's also a really nice feeling to be able to buy the yarn you want for the project you want to knit next versus I find that I will try to make my stash work for every single project <laughs> that I want to knit where that's not necessarily the best way to do it. So if you don't have a stash, 
it's actually, I think, kind of freeing because then you Probably, look at a new yeah. project and you can look at it with the the possibility of, okay, I might have the budget for this particular project. And if I don't, well, maybe I put it down instead of knitting a sweater, I'll knit a shawl. But you can go out and buy exactly the yarn you want for that instead of trying to force something from your stash. Right. So right. It's, a, it's a good feeling. I think either way you can find pros with right. either one. So one of the things that is always difficult if you're starting out in crafting and knitting is that every project you need new needles. It feels <laughs> like true. every time you start a new project, you need new needles, or maybe you need new needles to swatch, or maybe you only have straights and you need circulars or vice versa. So needles are something that there definitely is a surplus of in this world. Mm -hmm. So many knitters and crafters have way more needles than they need. So always be sure to check out de-stash sales on Ravelry. A lot of times people are just getting rid of needles. There are, there are a lot of knitters that will try every new kind of needle that's out there and then de-stash the ones that they don't like. For example, a lot of the interchangeable sets you can find for sale on de-stash on Ravelry. You just have to find search de-stash, search knitting needles. You just have to find the right group, but they're there on Ravelry. Yeah, sometimes it's the groups can be even listed by like Knit Pro for the Knit Pro needles yeah. or Knitter's Pride for yes. Knitter's Pride needles. So look for groups that are titled with the needle manufacturer name. And there's usually a de-stash or trade thread in those groups. Yeah, because for most needles, there's going to be people that like them and people that don't like them. Mm -hmm. So, And sometimes you don't know until you've exactly, bought them and you've tried to use them exactly, for a while and you realize exactly. you don't like them. So de-stash sales, I've also seen knitting needles for sale for a song pretty much at garage sales. Unusual places where you don't expect to stumble upon needles where perhaps maybe you have gone in not even thinking of shopping for knitting needles. But estate sales will often have knitting needles. And like Gail mentioned, thrift stores earlier, mm -hmm. sometimes thrift stores, not every thrift store, you probably have to search around your area for thrift stores. There are some thrift stores that have a crafting section. So you, you, it might take a little bit of research and a little bit of looking, but you might find something. And certainly, I have never done it, but you might try neighborhood free cycle lists mm -hmm. And Craigslist, that kind of thing. I don't know how popular those are for crafting supplies, but it's worth a try. It's worth a try. It's always worth a try. Yeah. yeah. And those of you who don't live in the US, I'm sure there's an equivalent of Craigslist and things like that where you can just search for your in your local area where people will free cycle or Try, at a very low price, try to sell things like if they're moving or whatever. So mm -hmm. those are really good places to look as well. And eBay, again, for needles, I don't know if they're still available, but at one point they had Chinese manufactured 
sets of circular needles of different lengths. And they weren't the highest quality, but they're very affordable because you could get a whole set like sizes X through X for a very low price. Right. So that's another way right. if you're just starting and you're on a budget, that's definitely one way to go if you're looking for needles. Right. And like needles, the same kind of tips go if you're looking for yarns. You can always look for de-stash sales on Ravelry, thrift shops, retail sale shopping online or at local yarn stores. There's often a sale section at a local yarn store that you can find. A lot of times it'll be things on sale. There'll be discontinued yarns. Sometimes they're single skeins. Sometimes the store is just putting things on sale because they need to move it to make room for something new. So it's always worth checking. You never know what you're going to find. <laughs> and the big box stores too, they have, like for example, Joann's and Michael's will have regular flyers where they give you coupons for, you know, it could be oh, that's right. yeah, a yarn yeah. sale of the week, or it could yeah. be like a 50% off one item kind of coupon. I've used those quite frequently to buy yarn, yeah. especially if you're getting yarn for something big, like a blanket or something where you're going to need a lot of yarn. That's a real economic, very economical way to do yeah. it. Yeah. Get coupons. If the coupons come in the mail, get coupons from your friends and neighbors. Yeah. I have heard of people that will go in there once a week and they'll buy a skein of yarn yeah. to finish a project once a week as they need it. If you're knitting something like a blanket that you don't specifically need to match dye lots, that's a great way to go to get a discount. Look for yarns that start in the lower price range. There are some great lower price wools out there. Gail mentioned the Plymouth Galway, which is 100% wool and very well priced. I believe and Universal. It's a nice yarn. It's a nice yeah, wool. Very yes. nice yarn. Universal Yarns is another one that has some lower priced 100% wools. Really nice yarns. You may not hear about them as much because the hand dyed yarns are all the rage, but these yarns are great to get you started if you're just starting in knitting. They're basics. You you really won't have a problem with learning with these yarns. And even if you're an experienced knitter who just wants something basic, these are great wools to use. Yeah, All great Especially, wools. we keep saying for blankets, but anything for babies that needs to be washed, these are really great yarn mm -hmm. options because mm -hmm. they're not going to felt. They're not going to run usually. Usually they're very color fast versus a super wash yarn from a hand dyer. Even if it's super wash, you might still have some dye runoff in the water. So most of the ones that we're mentioning right now are very color fast and very hardy. I mean, you can wear these and use these and they're not just going to fall apart on you. Yeah, definitely. Consider the types of projects that you're picking. Maybe opt for a project that you know is going to take you a little bit longer. So you're not constantly trying to figure out where your next yarn fix is going to come from work on a cowl with a 
stitch pattern, for example, as opposed to a plain stockinette hat that's knit in the round. Something that's going to give you a little bit more enjoyment for the money that you spend. That And that was something that Gail yes. and I had talked about. When we look at our yarn budgets, our yarn budgets actually encompass more than just a yarn category. If you're categor- categorizing your budget, our yarn fits into our clothing budget as well as our entertainment budget. Yeah. Our, our going out budgets are very, very small. Neither of us are Moviegoers, moviegoers, or, or restaurant goers. <laughs> we don't go hang out in bars and yeah, we just don't <laughs> spend money. We don't do we, that. No, we definitely put our entertainment budget more into our yarn than anything else. Yeah, that was one thing that my husband actually said to me many, many years ago when I was probably saying, oh, I really want to buy this yarn, but you know, I don't want to spend X number of dollars. And he looked at me and he said, but it's so much more than yarn for you. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, you're going to, how many hours is it going to take you to knit that sweater? Oh, I don't know. He said, you're going to be knitting that sweater for weeks, right? And I said, well, yeah. And he said, that's weeks worth of entertainment Mm -hmm. that you're investing in. It's not just the yarn. It's the actual time you're spending knitting it. It's the happiness it brings you. And it's the sweater you're going to wear when you're done, which made me feel so much better. Maybe (laughs) that's just justification and enablement, but it's actually a valid, valid point. So keep those things in mind when you're calculating your budget categories. And another thing I want to mention is getting knitting friends. Here comes Boo. Oh, he looked like he was going to jump up. His front paws were off the ground. Oh, look at him. He's a lover. If you are a frequent member of a knit group or a regular person at your local yarn shop usually has, oh, he's right next to the microphone. He's saying hi. Local yarn stores will have like knit nights or knit mornings or whatever, where people get together and knit together. It's a very social, fun event. And you can often get leftovers from people who have finished things. That's true. Yeah. And who don't, you know, you have a third of a skein of three different balls of yarn in your stash that you may end up using to knit a hat or something eventually. But a lot of knitters don't want to hang on to that. So if you want to knit a colorwork hat or a colorwork cowl, but you don't want to buy three skeins of yarn, you might make some friends in your knitting group (laughs) who are like, thank you for taking this yarn for me. So that's another really good resource is your local yarn store support it so that they're still there as a resource so that you can make friends and save some money. I remember one day I was in the Swiss stitch and a woman came in and she wanted to try, what are the knitting needles that are very, very sharp? Everybody loves them for socks and they're expensive. The Addy? Not Addy. Sock sticks? No, it's a circular needle. A lot of people use them for magic loop. We tried them, but they're metal, so you and I didn't care for them as much. Oh, goodness. All of you are yelling mm, the names know. of these needles right now. <laughs> they're very popular, but they're extremely expensive. I think they're like $50 or something. Oh, the for- signatures. Signatures. Thank yeah. you. So we were given some signature needles to try, and Charlene and I didn't really care for them because they're metal. And a woman came into the Swift Stitch and said, do you carry signature needles? And 
Charlene said, no, we don't. And she said, oh, I've always wanted to try one. And I said, well, I have one at home you can try if you want. <laughs> so here I am, just a complete stranger to her, sitting in yeah. the local yarn store. And so she borrowed my needle and she gave it back. And she said, I'm really glad I tried it because I don't want to purchase those. Oh, wow. And I, other people in the yarns are Phoebe one day was saying she needed a certain size, but she couldn't yeah. find her tips. And I yeah. loaned her my tips. Yeah. And, you know, you just borrow and swap. Yeah. So you don't even need to buy right. things sometimes. Right. So make friends with your, your <laughs> local true. yarn store buddies. And there are a lot of great free patterns out there, too. There are a lot of great pattern designers that have sales on their patterns. Mm-hmm. Look for the sales. Watch threads on Ravelry that announce deals. They are there. We have a coupons and deals thread in our group, but there is actually, I believe, a whole group dedicated to keeping track of things that are on sale. So find the resources so that when something you like perhaps goes on sale for a more affordable price, you can jump on it. And in terms of free patterns, there are a lot of great free patterns out there, but be beware of the poor free patterns and check comments and projects on Ravelry always. I, I say that for just about any pattern, not just the free patterns, but definitely for the free patterns. Check the comments and check the projects that have been made to make sure that you're getting a quality free pattern. There are a lot of quality free patterns out there. And if you find a great free pattern that you love, let other people know, thank the designer, because it's a very generous thing when they give away a pattern for free. And another way you can find out when designers have sales is Instagram. I've seen a lot of Instagram posts where a designer will say, I'm having a flash sale, for example. So if you have favorite designers, follow them on Instagram, and then you'll be aware when they're having a sale. I usually find out about that in reverse. I will check Ravelry Hot Right Now patterns and see like the entire first 20 patterns are by one designer. And I'll think, oh, that must mean they're having a sale today. So then I'll go look on Instagram and sure enough, Mm -hmm. they're having a 20% off or whatever sale. Yeah. Check your library for knitting books. Oh, yeah. And knitting groups. Gail had mentioned knitting groups. If you don't have a local yarn store, Where you can look for a group, perhaps you can check at your library. Sometimes libraries host knitting groups. Or community centers. Community centers. Mm -hmm. But there are also a lot of great knitting books available at the library, both instructional and pattern books often. That's a great idea. Look for instructional videos on Ravelry. Look for instructional groups on Ravelry. Oh, excuse me. Not instructional videos on Ravelry. Instructional videos perhaps on YouTube. YouTube, Yes. And there are a lot of groups on Ravelry that are dedicated to instruction and help, giving help. And one other thing we forgot to mention in terms of saving money is repurposing yarn. Yeah. So It doesn't always mean you have to rip a sweater that you've knit so that you can reuse that yarn. But if there's a sweater in your stash that you're not wearing anymore, it's always a bonus to be able to repurpose that yarn into a different project. And I do know people who actually go to thrift shops and buy sweaters Mm -hmm. and repurpose that yarn. I mean, you can get some really nice cashmere sweaters. And if you're willing to put in the time and energy to frog them, 
you can have cashmere yarn to knit yourself a sweater. Right. So that's right. another option. I know one of my best friends, she does a lot of thrift store shopping, and that's where she gets most of her buttons. Ah, so that's okay. another thought. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And one other thing about repurposing yarn, that's another thing my husband said to me. I've probably said this on the podcast before, but when I get frustrated and have to rip back, he always says, well, why does that frustrate you? Well, because I don't like to rip back my work. And he said, but you get to knit the yarn again. Right. Isn't that a good thing? So he always thinks that that's a bonus because you, you get, get to knit the yarn again. You get a two-for-one project. Exactly. <laughs> so that's one way of thinking about ripping is that I get double the pleasure out of this yarn. So in conclusion, I just want to say that for Gail and I, our podcast has never really been about quote unquote, the purchases, unless it's in conjunction with a project, we don't usually list and discuss the things we purchase. And why is that? Number one, it's we prefer to focus on the making rather than the acquiring. We prefer to focus on learning something and teaching and sharing and, the craft. Yeah, sharing the it's it's more about the craft for us. <laughs> yeah, and we talk about our purchases as we're using them. So to tell you what yarns we're using or what patterns we're using that we're really enjoying, and that's our way of sharing that we think a, a product is of high quality. Right. You know, we're right. we're choosing to spend our money on this brand of right. yarn and this pattern designer because we know that this is a good investment. Right. We used to occasionally do reviews. But we learned quickly that we didn't necessarily enjoy doing that as much because it wasn't always something that we truly loved. Or something we would ever buy ourselves. Yeah, Yeah. and we prefer to share and talk about the things that we truly love. So our focus has always been more craft-related then purchase related. And like I said, we, we just prefer to educate and we prefer to learn ourselves. And that's just us. Yep. So when we do review something on the podcast, you know, it's something that we're reviewing because we really want you guys to know about it. It's not just something that was sent to us that we feel obligated to review. Because right. there's no fun in that. Right. And there's no sense in that right. either. That's not why we're here. Exactly. Exactly. So really... What I wrote on my show notes is that knitting is about two sticks and some string. (laughs) Keep it simple. If you have the ability to share what you have, share. If you have the ability to give what you can to someone, give. And be kind. There's always a new knitter out there. There's always a knitter who can't afford perhaps what you have. There there are people just in different places in their life for whatever reason. And sometimes people need just a little hand. Yeah, just <laughs> a know? friendly gesture. Just a friendly gesture. And kindness goes a long, long way. And as we know, most knitters are very kind people, so they really share the are. love. Yeah, and that doesn't stop at the things, the knitting needles or the yarn. Sometimes a knitter is in need of 
a lesson to learn how to knit two together or how to bind off. Sharing of knowledge is a beautiful thing as well. And I don't know about you guys, but our local knitting groups, we help each other when someone's had a surgery and we do (laughs) meals and we visit and it just becomes part of your community of friends and is something to be treasured, I think. So yeah, I agree. Always. I agree. Yep. So So hopefully this was helpful. If you have any questions, specific questions about shopping on a budget, please do pop them into our Ravelry group because we have a lot of different people who read the threads and will contribute. And it's usually very helpful contributions, especially if you live in somewhere besides Northern California, like we do, there might be different ways to find less expensive tools and yarns in other countries that we simply aren't aware of. So please do pop any questions into the Ravelry group. Yeah, and the group, is, the group is a great resource. There's a lot of folks that will help answer questions Always, and probably yes. have some other great ideas that we haven't mentioned as well. Always, yeah. yeah. Different people who have been in different circumstances and have more knowledge about it mm-hmm. than we do. Yeah. So I think that's right, it. I think so too. Thank you for listening. Happy knitting, everyone. Happy knitting. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.